Good evening everyone, Joshna here. Thank you so much for joining me. Kia ora, namaskar and greetings. So tonight I have a really special friend here. His name's Jens and I always really like playing with Jens. So welcome Jens. Hello there. How's everybody? <laughs> I hope you're well. <laughs> Jens, tell us a little bit about, you know, I've always loved playing with you. Just tell us a little bit about your background in music, if you don't mind. Wow, yeah. How long ago is this now? Long time ago. When you're a child, I guess, that's where you might. Or maybe even when you're in the, in the womb of your mother and you listen to what's going on. My mother was playing piano and, and also my parents, in the, they had a great collection of music. So they were playing music. Mm. Yeah. And I vividly remember that that was my absolute highlight, just to kind of be around music and... But it wasn't so much the singing or the playing of the music. I loved the dancing, actually. My mother always thought, like, I'm the greatest dancer on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Hopping around piano when she was playing her sonatas and stuff. But she was also playing a bit of pop music, you know, whatever you call <laughs> pop music, her own making. And I loved these, um, what was it, classical stuff. Yeah, Haydn and Mendelssohn and Mozart and Beethoven and mm. the way she played these piano mm. sonatas, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and well, who, didn't you say she was an opera singer as well? No, no, maybe her mother was, yeah. mm. but she was only kind of always in the choir, opera choir, or several mm. choirs. And then, so, she, so the moment I turned seven, I I had to be in a choir, which I stayed <laughs> in a choir until mm. I was nineteen or twenty years. <laughs> Yeah, it's a true. So I, and also, you play like you play the harp, you play the guitar. Yeah. What else do you play? Uh, well, I think guitar is really the instrument I know best. Mm. So I was trained on the guitar. But interesting enough, when I was eleven, mm. I just sneaked into somebody's room and borrowed a guitar and could not finish learning self teaching myself until whatever next morning wow. before going to school or something and that wow. went on for months I was just totally driven I really wanted to know how to play that wow. instrument and then I had a few people teaching me and then we had a band and, uh, but I was always obviously interested in string instruments so I got a collection of string instruments which I lost then over the years and then uh, some years ago I started again but now I think I don't need that anymore I think one guitar or no guitar, it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't make any difference. There's many guitars in the world. Mm -hmm. But I do play, uh, uh, love to play when people listen to me. And last night I went to a party. There was somebody who could really, very good singer, a good player. Mm -hmm. But again, people talk. Mm -hmm. And then things are not right. It's so important to listen mm -hmm. when people perform mm -hmm. and showing their whatever, talents or their sensitivity and their emotions and their, their, their mm. opening up you know, open their body to something which is music so become very vulnerable and very easily hurt yeah mm. people don't really respect that yes. or support you yes yes make, you, make it i think it, in some ways uh, you wonder who does the music the listener or the player i think both but if the listener it's not listening, there's no sound. Mm. So you need gotcha. both. You know, very yeah, gotcha. That's a really good so point. I was lucky as a little child. I had a mother who was very, very much in love 
with music and and played all the time and and, and kind of and just being around that mm. gave me a lot of freedom. Mm. I enjoy harmony. I like I like harmony. I like mm. changes and I mm. like all these sort of melodies and you know music has a lot of elements yes. which when you discover as a little child is on second mm. nature. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but music can be. Yeah, but that question I have asked this question a lot of times is music universal? It is not. You need to know, you need to like, you need to be part of the culture, or you need to have a, a specific interest to understand the music. Before mm -hmm. you kind of understand the music, I don't think you uh, have a connection to the music as such. You know? mm. and so this universal. To say music is universal and everybody speaks the same language, that's not true. Mm. It's a bit like that. Yes, yeah. I can relate to that. I know when I first started going to Tara in India, mm -hmm. I was um, researching this for my master's degree. I was researching like the um, many of the genres in, in that region. And so we were staying at the Cho Academy. Cho is an ancient martial dance music, music genre. And so we would go out with them at night. There was a troupe, you know. They would go at night. They'd play from midnight to five in the morning, usually. Wow. And it was one team after another. It was two teams, and they'd be playing consecutively. Two teams. They, they call themselves teams, and it was dancers and musicians. And I remember it going at the beginning, and after, you know, a short, I was kind of feeling, I was feeling a little bit, yeah, disconnected in the beginning, you know. You couldn't understand what they yes, were doing. Yes, because yet. I couldn't also understand the lyrics. But then it was fascinating because after a period of time, I'd say after three months or so, two, three months, then I, when I understood a little bit of the stories that they were telling through the music and the whole, mm. you know, the description, then I, I could sit there the whole night easily, <laughs> easily, and just yeah. really get into it. But in the beginning, not. It took time. Yeah. Yeah. You can really appreciate it. One thing I realized was that it's so much connected with the environment. It fitted the music there with the, with the very um, powerful drums and the shanai, the piercing shanai sounds, yeah. really fit yeah. with the environment. Whereas in Ireland, I don't know other countries around, would it, would it fit the same? I don't know. No. Yeah, often you have that. There's a correlation between, let's say, the landscape. Yeah. And even in Irish music, the different styles of playing. Yeah. So for an expert, you can definitely hear within no time where this piece of music, who plays mm -hmm. it, where this person plays mm -hmm. it, and how, what style the piece is played in. So, yeah. Uh, I think Irish music fits, from what I've heard, it, from what I've heard, it really fits also with the landscape when I'm driving yeah. along and I've got Irish music playing. It really fits well mm. for me. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's amazing. Yes. It's amazing. Uh, uh, yeah, the complexity of it as well, because only when you see them playing and how much effort, how much time they're yes. investing into that little hoodly doodly die, which I think sometimes goes through my head, but they're really doing it well. Mm. Um, unbelievable! And they mm. put so much passion into this. And mm. Yes, it's great. Mm. Very, very good. But then again, I don't know what experience I had. Experiences of being in various cultures, and sure, your head is not necessarily the organ who who uh, brings joy to your 
through your body and your mind or your let's say your life yeah so mm-hmm. how do you enjoy music is not just to understand the music but to feel the music mm. so you can feel your music as the whole body if you can sense it you know if there's a certain vibration you just don't hear it just with your ears you hear it with your whole body and the mm. way it's processed in your mind could i think to extend it into your heart I mean, that sounds a little bit naive or a bit tacky or new agey or something mm. but it's not Mm. No, it's real. Mm. It's very, very real. Mm. And the existence of you see that the this little bit of vibration called music mm. in comparison to all the vibrations on earth, you know, down to whatever crystals and rocks and whatever, they all we all talking about a certain vibration and energy. The music it's, it's very small. It's, it's happening on a very small band. Mm-hmm. It's actually very. It's, it's just mm-hmm. a little window of mm-hmm. everything existing around us, which we sense, which we are, which we which we embody, and which we also kind of carry mm-hmm. as humans. Not as humans, as as living beings. Yeah. Trees and animals. Mm-hmm. And then there's this kind of. This is also this because it's carried through the air. Mm-hmm. Sound, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's also carried through the instrument, through wood, mm-hmm. to the ground, mm-hmm. or a rock, or mm-hmm. a mountain reflects the mm-hmm. sound back as an echo. Mm-hmm. So there's so much. Uh, unluckily, or let's say, I don't know how to how to actually relate to this, but through the digital and the technological advantages of the last, actually, really since rock music. I was fascinated by rock music because I was playing rock music myself, or let's say something similar. And um, yeah, now we have a situation where you don't know, people don't know, they don't know the difference anymore. Is it a natural instrument? Is it composed by a machine or by humans? Mm -hmm. So we are at that breach of society and culture where it doesn't only stop with the the superficial or artificial or high technological advantages we use for every day, not just an electric toothbrush, if you like it. Some people say it's not good for your teeth. I don't know. But everything seems to be mechanized and it has, a, it has everything is controlled. Our life is totally in the hands of technology. Mm-hmm. Whatever we do, mm-hmm. our communication, our transport, our houses, our materials, our production of everything, it's totally... Or so music is as well. Mm. So music became an absolute product of you don't know anymore, have they ever played together in that mm-hmm. recording or not? Or is mm-hmm. it just all made up? Mm-hmm. I remember times seeing the first first uh, situ- first singers where they could digitally, if somebody's out of key, they just put it down on the screen on the computer and just mend it wherever they wanted. They couldn't change anything. So the question, what is a natural, doesn't even exist anymore because there's no natural. Everything you can say, technology is part of nature, so it's natural. You see an aeroplane flying, that is nature, because we are part of nature, so this must be part of nature. But you see, where to draw the line? What is natural and what is artificial? Very difficult. So in music, it's the same thing. Music has a lot of influence now because we're recording this interview or whatever this is our conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and um, also in the music production. There was a time when music was only happening in the day, in the moment they were playing. Let's say when you went yeah. out in the night to experience the dancers and the drummers and the stars mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. moon and mm -hmm. the fields and the village and the whatever temple, whatever you, whatever, or a, a ground where people yeah. meet and do that, that was authentic in yes. the moment and mm -hmm. only in the moment. Mm -hmm. There was no, nothing. There was the culture we carried from from the past into the present into the future and this was the thing but today it's all messed up mixed up it's like you press buttons here and there and the time of this is it's gone <laughs> yes definitely it's a huge huge variety of sounds definitely unreal yeah. for how i how i came across kirtan singing is maybe originally when I was in India, mm -hmm. pretty young mm -hmm. and in in sort of settings of pujas mm -hmm. or even in temples and I thought that what had fascinated me then I came across sort of what is being understood as kirtan singing in the west which which is still kind of picking up on the original kirtan songs now you have this kind of very kind of elegant very rich whatever kundalini group and they have their superstars of singing whatever making up their kirtans and making up their sounds with whatever very modern equipment and very 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 uh, yeah, highly invested productions of music which in a way has nothing to do with this original kind of celebrating a gathering or a a religious feast or a kind of a whatever it means like whether it's for the, mm. for, for for celebrating life amongst people mm. and the connection to to whatever death and birth and what not yes. all of that mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so yeah and then i think something i have really enjoyed was with somebody who was here in, in this case fran yes He's really good because I think he, you see, this is the thing. I do believe that things have to change. They don't have to be, you don't have to sing a song where, where it was sung or perhaps sung 200 years ago to just to keep a tradition per se. I think everything goes through changes. So I think how we now celebrate life and beauty and togetherness and love and all of that needs a different music mm. yeah? yeah and so just by trying to preserve something old and say oh yeah this is now from the old times therefore it's better than what we do today is nonsense so i think it's good to what i how i see what you do is trying to relate to the now and what's going on in the world that reflects also your idea of Kirtan. Mm. So there is that change and there's the need to reflect and maybe find a language between people who nowadays also are not so locally defined because everybody comes from everywhere and nowhere. So there's a certain culture which develops to people's liking 
and they have access to whatever, anything they like in terms of their music or whatever taste they have. They can meet you or they can meet me or they can, they can go. But it's all pretty much in a kind of a cyberspace which doesn't necessarily allow the people spend time together in in real space. No? But the cyberspace could be a real space. The redefinition of what is connection, what is space, mm -hmm. and what is togetherness has a total new dimension. Mm. Yeah? Sure, people recreating their lives through culture and, and finding living under one roof or doing something under one roof. Mm. The roof is already blown away. <laughs> There's only one thing left. Everybody's zooming and going crazy, and they really feel it. Yeah. Yeah, you can uh, you can have a counseling session with your counselor. You're hanging out somewhere else, or um, you don't need to be home. Yeah. Home is where you are. Yeah, and home from of the other person is the same home, just mm -hmm. somewhere else. But it brings the people together. So look at that as a positive thing. Yes, it it could be a revolutionary new way to relate. But I think physical. Closeness is, a, is an important element of, of every social mammal being like something I be brought up in, you know, like expression mm -hmm. of the soul, expression of the spirit, mm -hmm. expression of your of your longing, of mm -hmm. kind of kind of inner feeling is always a very difficult word, but let's call it also your feeling or your emotion. Mm -hmm. And in the technological world. You have a lot of buttons to press, and you can imitate everything, and it sounds real, but it's not real. It's a mm. synthetic. Mm. Yeah? It's maybe experience is also being being uh, captured on some form of what you call it a database. It, it, it's yeah. stored somewhere, and mm. then it's used and it's used again and, and modified again, modified again. Mm. But a living being is not like this. A living being is only now and creates. And recreates their life through time. I'm in a little. I'm in a little choir. Yeah, once a week, and we only have six or seven people. We're only singing very simple kind of little compositions or something. The rounds, and nobody can really sing. Not even. I don't even make an effort to pretend I can sing. We can just sing, mm. and it's absolutely lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the. Of course, there is a little bit that, because it's a group, just somebody's leading it. We could also lead it together and taking terms. Number one, we don't need leaders per se. But if somebody's very good at that, mm -hmm. then suddenly you have this. Oh yeah, somebody dictates to some extent what we're going to sing now. Mm -hmm. There's a choice. Oh yeah, what we're going to sing? You sing this, one. and some people feel comfortable, uncomfortable. You say, even if you sing something uncomfortable, it's good. Doesn't matter what you sing. Singing is an absolutely just the best medicine. It's an elixir. Mm -hmm. no, conversation is great as well. Right? Breathing, sudden mm -hmm. rhythm, and a control. Also, you are in charge when you do this. Right? Mm -hmm. Certain, let's say, you're not doing free jazz or singing something. Free jazz, a certain format, and there's a certain dynamic, and you do it with others. And that creates an enormous strength. Mm. Besides that, vo vowels and, and consonants and sounds 
do have their healing aspects. Mm-hmm. Right? Somebody has a, and the and character of a sound of a warm or or cold or whatever you can call them with all names. You know how how that somebody sings or speaks or, or how you form the sounds within music. Let's say in the, in the extreme thing, singing. Yeah, singing is very very much the ultimate music. Mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. yeah? mm-hmm. it's easy to. To play something there outside there, a little melody, it's kind of not really in your body, but singing is mm. really your body, you know. Yeah. Everything mm. from the from the tip of your head down to the toe or mm. the other way around, it's fantastic. Mm. And the breath, of course, if you play an instrument, let's say you play your guitar or you play whatever kind of music you play, you do have to connect mm. with the breath of some form before the way you work with, with your body. Because you bring that as a wind instrument, as a string instrument, as kind of keyboards and stuff. But there is a certain, I think, a, a keyboard or like a piano is already much further away from your body than, let's say, you play mm, a flute. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So, but you can also then, I think it needs a lot of spiritual or a lot of, lot of strength to maybe say your hands connect to this mechanic, complex mechanic of a piano, until that movement of your finger reaches the string and bangs it. Mm-hmm. Yeah? But to have that strength to still come from the inner core mm, exactly. to play that note yes. and to connect. Mm. So it's actually much, it's far, far more difficult mm. than let's say I'm singing you a little lullaby. And I can't sing, but you might like it. And definitely mm. you might like it because it comes mm. out straight out of the soul of a person. Mm. But do that in the outside world mm. and trying to extend your spirit into mm. some pieces of wood yeah. with a little metal string on it tuned into mm. something nobody knows mm. why. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, I was listening to Joshua Bell the other day and I was thinking, wow, the kind of expression he gets from that violin is extraordinary. Extraordinary. You really feel really feeling something mm. very special in the movement. And I was thinking the other the other amazing thing about instrumental music, say for example a person doesn't isn't able to sing in tune, as soon as you know where the notes are in the instrument, mm. you can hear that melody. You can hear it. And that also helps mm. the person to pitch the melody. Yeah, there's a big difference between the Eastern music and the Western music, yeah. Um Western music, yeah, this is, this is also a question on how you define Western music and what is Western music and when does it start? Hmm? Okay, so, yeah. Um, I think that, that to know what you're playing is good, but that's not everything. You know, you said this person, you know where you're, where your notes are on the instrument and where you, mm-hmm. yeah, you can almost feel where it goes. You know, somebody who has such a strong imagination knows this instrument very well. Can be the voice because it's an instrument. Mm-hmm. You need to know mm-hmm. where the where the notes is. But um, it's funny that I do think when people like children touching my harp with their little, little, tiniest, smallest, most softest skin and fingers, and they what they know nothing. And every time they touch it, it's just absolutely mm. 
Mm. Amazing. Mm. It's just mm. shocking. We're trying everything mm. to know and understand anything. We know nothing. Yes. Bye-bye.